When I was young, I used to bump crossroads at the intersection. Similarly, syllables rip them faster than a millisecond. Opposite of the pulling guard, hit them with the misdirection. These rappers stink, somebody get them a fresh breath. Mint. These boys, rookies like orientation with 10 freshmen. Spitting whack writings, good riddance, that's the death sentence. Defend the throne, pull a malu with the interception. Gun laws non existent, unlimited Smith and West. I put on for my poly people across the globe A small number, but we worth more than a pot of gold My first love was a Kush blunt in an Optimo Until I met my baby, I told Jane, you gotta go Grow from sea, flow poetry, family straight Never catch me with a groupie hoe, that's a sad mistake Hit the studio, lay music real people can't relate to No matter how good you do, some people still gon' hate you Stay faithful, this is fate, I was born and made to What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the two-on-one fantasy sports podcast brought to you by the Undroppables and presented by Analyst Depot. AnalystDepot.com has the tools you need to be an amazing fantasy football analyst because it's a site dedicated to making fantasy analysis easy and with up-to-date statistics, custom player data, and projection AI. That's artificial intelligence that allows you to get everything you need for analytics in one location, create custom player projections and rankings, build custom advanced regression models through their AI and stuff that I don't even really know, but it's helping me become a better fancy analyst. And I think you should too, because I kind of suck at analytics. I'm a film guy. That's what I like to look at with fantasy football, but analyst depot is helping me become a better analytics guy. And so thank you for joining me today. Tommy Mo at 2on1FFB on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you like to digest your social media, fantasy football content, you'll find me there. And today joining me on the show are two, well, one's one of my oldest friends from the fantasy football Twitter community, and one's one of my newest friends. And I wanted to bring both of them on today to talk to you, to talk to me, do the two-on-one thing about rookies, what they've been up to. Some recent trades, well, not trades, but recent transactions going on in the league. And uh, yeah, just been, you know, it's the offseason. Let's see what they're doing this offseason. So first, let me bring up my boy, one of my best friends. He's the co-founder, the co-host, the co-creator of the True North Fantasy Football Podcast and website, truenorthffb.com. My man, Trav, who you can find on Twitter, at tseal 14 What's up, Trav? Welcome back to the two-on-one. Tom, hey, thank you for having me, buddy. It, uh, it's it been a minute since I've been here and since we potted together. We've had many chats in between. I appreciate the love on that intro as well, and it is great to be back on the two-on-one, my man. Man, it is awesome to have you here. This is, I know it's at least the second time that you're on the show, maybe the third, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, man, we, we've been talking so much, podcasting together. Um Man, I think it was what your one of your first guests. It was the first, was the first on the two. The on first one guest and... spot that Ty and myself went on yes. was the uh, tight end rankings episode of the two on one, and I think it was like the day before our first episode even dropped. Yeah, uh, so yeah. always thankful to you for uh, giving us the first shot to come on and guest. Oh. We were nervous as all hell, so uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've come a long way since then, buddy. <laughs> I like to bring on new guests because I like to give back, but then also it's like low risk because like 
you're nervous. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we're going to have a good time, but yeah, man, we always have a great time talking. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was season two and we're finishing up season three, getting ready for season four. And, it, and it's crazy. I think we talked about before. It's crazy how far both of our brands are, yeah, our podcasts, our shows have gone. Um, you just our analysis, how, how that's evolved over these yeah, uh, couple 100%. of years. 100%, so, uh, man. The second member of our guest spot tonight, one of my newest friends, and it's funny because like me and this guy have, have definitely been crossing paths, commenting on each other's stuff, but it's like only till very, very recently <clears throat> did we start really interacting and started really get to know each other. And so um, when I thought about this pod, I was like, I, I got to get a, a podcast with this guy, especially with Trav, uh, and so we could hang out and talk shop and, and, and see what's up. So this guy, uh, you may have seen us together on the PT p2w fantasy podcast a month ago he's the host and the ceo of dynasty rewind the king of muting twitter group dms all the way from pennsylvania michael bauer better known as just bauer who you can find on twitter at his new twitter handle fire twitter handle rewind ceo what's up michael welcome to the two-on-one Tommy, Trav, good to see you guys. Um, didn't know if the new Twitter handle was going to take or not. Uh, the guys suggested, you know, I was thinking about it. The guys said do it. So I put a poll up and uh, I did it and I'm here and I'm happy to be here. Uh, Tommy, dude, I could listen to you talk all night. Man, <laughs> seriously, like that voice. Like, I I don't know about you guys. When I listen to myself talk back, because, you know, you, you edit podcasts. I listen to myself back and the second I hear my voice hit, I just go, oh, <laughs> yeah i just yeah. i can't do it so so happy to be here yes we were on p2w together and trav man we talk all the time you're my canadian oh, boyfriend yeah. so uh you and will <laughs> harris <laughs> so yeah you know super happy to be here rough day at work been looking forward to this for a while so this is definitely making my night guys good this is a great way to unwind unwind after a long day and dynasty rewind i mean gosh you guys have been going around i think we're roughly around the same time right about three or four years at least if not we are actually uh we're closing it on 100 episodes so we're at about nice. two years. thinking i'd have to go back and look i should know this off the top of my head but i think in three episodes we're at episode 100 we plan on doing absolutely nothing special whatsoever um we i gave it no thought uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it man so hell yeah that's the way to do it i mean you know I'm just going to say, if we're doing 100 episodes, the guys should be doing something special for me. That's yeah. the way to go. I see, see Sean's oh, in, the, in the chat. So, Sean, get on that. Intern, do it up. <laughs> yep. Love that. Yeah. We have, we have some great uh, great people here in the chat already leaving some good comments. Um, what's up, Smokey? Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, I do this off-season podcast. I, I mostly podcast this show in the off-season um, because I have more time and availability with all you guys, other people from the community to actually have time to podcast, you know, like during the season, everyone, it's a rat race. Everyone's doing their thing. It's hard to get even just people available. Right. So, um, I, I love doing this, uh, this off season pod cause it gives just an opportunity to like slow down, reflect on last year. There's not anything hectic, but there's a lot of excitement for the new coming year for rookies, for uh, dynasty rookie drafts, the NFL draft, you know, it, it's, it's a brand new season. And, and, you know, I wanted to bring both of you two on just to basically talk about that, you know, kind of talk about what you guys are up to, what your shows are up to. Um, you know, we, we share a lot of the same listeners, a lot of the same followers. Um, but I'm sure there's definitely people that 
haven't listened to Dynasty Rewind yet or haven't listened to True North yet. And I don't know what the hell you're doing listening to my show and not listening to their show because their shows are phenomenal. You definitely need to go stop this pod, subscribe, go over to their shows on Apple, wherever you're listening to your podcast and subscribe both Dynasty Rewind and the True North and all the other shows that Trav's got going on over there at True North. Those guys are killing it over there with, with all the content they're putting out. Um, but, you know, yeah, I wanted to bring you guys on to, to kind of just talk about what what's, you know, what's in the works, what what should people be looking forward to? So, you know, Bauer, why don't we start with you? Yeah, uh, it's all rookies all the time right now. We actually started the second week of January. We started with uh, rookies right then and there. You know, and this isn't meant to be offensive to any other podcast, but they were talking about last year and we just went, we, we were trying so many things that uh, we didn't know. We kind of lost our identity. So we're all dynasty all the time. Uh, we shortened our episodes to 45 minutes in and out, you know, around uh, work and back. Basically, we want you to be able to finish our episode. If you're, if you're commutes about 20 minutes, um, we also do a Patreon. So, you know, we don't want to do like an hour and a half and then do a 45 minute Patreon show. Not going to do that. Uh, also, I see the point after is in the chat. I'm going to be on that podcast tomorrow night. Hope it's live. Sorry if you got to see my face two nights in a row. Um, we moved from Fridays to Tuesdays now. My wife and uh, our wives wanted their weekends back. So um, you know how that goes, gentlemen. But yeah, all rookies all the time. In season, I think we're actually going to shorten the episodes even a little bit more. Because you know you're managing your rosters in the season. You're setting lineups. So I think in like a half hour, 35 minutes in the season. We're going to we're gonna hit you quick in and out. Get you out the door and you know want to talk trades whatever hit us up we, we even uh, on our youtube channel we did a team audit for somebody great video i looked into who you could dump who you could trade for the dude had a ton of picks we just kind of laid out who he should draft so we'll gladly do that for you too dm me we'll do an audit for your team we'll throw it right up on youtube you guys can get some great strategy going on there too i like that that sounds and fantastic it was fun, it was fun I, I, too I I don't know what you're talking about, Bauer. Like, I love listening to your voice. So, like, uh, I mean, we'll just throw compliments fucking back and forth all night. But I <laughs> don't cringe when you listen to your shit. Listen, Trav, we go way back, bro. Like, <laughs> Seriously, I, when I hear when I hear what is up, and I hear Trav going, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta readjust down here driving. Work, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Tommy like, Lee's here in the boat. <laughs> you know, I, I get you going with that hype video, and then I gotta come on strong. You know, you gotta. Dude, that gotta video, grab people. that video is fantastic. Did you make that? I, I made that. Yeah, I, I pulled the, I pulled some clips that. together. Um, but but shout out to to my, to my cousin. I quote my cousin because we're Psalm One brothers. But uh, my cousin uh, Zeke uh, Zeke UC. Uh, he's on Twitter. He he's local here. He kills it with with the raps and he played ball too. And so yeah, that that track that he sent me was like perfect for for that uh, that clip. So had to throw it in there. And yeah, he's it, it gets me. I mean, I. I you know, we all love our own stuff, but I love that totally, video man. too. What's up, Troy? Troy's in the chat checking love this out. Um, so, Trav, what's 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 new with True North? I mean, I know you guys got a lot in the works. I know some stuff you can't talk about because you know you got to keep some things a little secret. But yes, whatever you can talk about, um, you know what <laughs> what should the listeners be looking out for? What should they be checking out coming up? Yeah, well, I personally, I'm still mobbing on the True North Fantasy Pod with my co-host Ty McLaughlin. Um, 
we're having a great time on the pod right now. We've got a lot of good guests this off season. Um, some, you know, some bigger names, which was really cool opportunities and kind of made some new friends along the way. We dropped an episode last night uh, with uh, with D Brown, our boy D Brown. We we all love him. He is the man, as well as uh, Nick from P2W. It was the first time I've ever potted with him. You, you mentioned nice. that you guys were yeah. you guys were on his show and like I can't say enough good things about Nick. He's a great dude. Fantastic. Great flow on the mic. Comfortable to podcast with, too, kind of like it is with you guys. And it was the first time I'd ever potted with him. So that was really, really cool. Um, so we're doing that. We're um, we're just about to get into rookie mode. We um, we're doing a kind of a movement series right now. So last night we talked about the quarterback and running back movement that we're going to see uh, among some of these teams with some some needy teams and some players on the market. We're doing the wide receiver and tight end version of that next week, um, and then we're going to get into full rookie mode with some really good guests as well. So that's what's going on with the True North Pod. Uh, you mentioned it, Tommy. The YouTube channel, the TNFF Network, is uh, is bumping. I think we have four or five weekly shows right now with all the all the guys doing it on on the team there so we got the point after Smokey's in there he's got the smoke show he does uh he does the jet sweep with uh with will um as well as is, is that um, is that the jet sweep or the jets sweep uh, the, the jet sweep it is the jet sweep okay, yes. jet sweep um the, and the we also got jet the jet sweep right like for, <laughs> yes it is okay. yes it is <laughs> um and we've got the gold jacket pod as well um with uh jimmy and connor they're doing great stuff over there and uh they've upped their game this offseason so can't say enough about the team we added five new members to the team as well for some writing and stuff like that and some uh some podcast appearances so just the engagement among the team is and you can probably speak to this from from the undroppables crew like right now we're at kind of an all-time high with the collaboration and the ideas and stuff like that and that kind of stuff just like gets me really really fired up and motivated and uh so i'm uh, i'm all systems go right now and it's pretty fun um one thing Thing, though tommy you mentioned stuff that i can't talk about but i uh, i'm gonna bring this to your show um it is the Exclusive. first time that uh first time that i've mentioned it publicly um, but we are in the process of building a brand new website so um i'm really stoked for that we wanted to um bring some more unique uh, resources for people. So we're going to have um, some databases that Ty's been working on that I am personally just like fired up to dig into. Um, and then we're going to have a bunch of other cool stuff. And, and I'm going to kind of leave it at that just because I really want um, want the launch to be big for some of the stuff that we're doing. Will's putting in a bunch of bunch of hard work. That guy is uh, is like just I, I can't even say enough about Will. He's he's the best. I work with him all the time on different things. And uh, he's definitely a workhorse for the brand. So appreciate yeah. the whole team my man and that's kind of what we got going on and we keep we keep rolling nice. but like you said though like off season is just so much nicer oh, so much more like oh yes. just relax got time nothing expires time. like your your yeah your content's <laughs> not expiring weekly it's beautiful until people get traded or cut or dropped or something like oh, <laughs> damn it that <laughs> fucking analysis <laughs> again no but um you know it, it, it i like and, and you mentioned Nick. Nick's uh, from P2W. Love that guy. He's awesome. Uh, I love seeing the new wave, you know, as we've been doing this for a few years now. Now we get to see, like, the new wave of podcasters come up. And, and and yeah, he's great because he just jumps right in there and feels super comfortable and is doing a great job. But with you guys, like you two, so for people that don't know, like, you know, this is a podcast of all hosts. Like, everyone hosts their own podcast. And so uh, we all started roughly around the same time. So it's really cool to see the longevity, seeing people um, not just keeping it up, but also growing, you know, and also getting better and, and, and succeeding. And so, um, you know, kind of just round of applause to you guys. Like I, I just 
like seeing like my friends, my the guys that I came up with still doing well and and both of your guys' shows and um, all your content is great. And so, you know, we could just keep it all all night, just kind of like patting each other on the back about how amazing <laughs> yeah. each other are. But um, as it is a fantasy football show, we do have to have some good analysis and 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 I love your guys' take. So I want to get your guys' opinions. <clears throat> Excuse me. On a couple guys, and then you know, so our first kind of topic, general topic for the night is just some op- recent offseason roster moves. And so, uh, last week I was able to talk about JJ Watt and the implications of that going to the Cardinals, um, which personally I love, I think it's great, uh, especially for like a year or two, but not very long. But, um, <clears throat> I think the most recent one, and you know, at this point, especially because of Twitter, it's a little bit old news, but the most recent one is Kyle Rudolph getting cut and what that means, the implications for Irv Smith. So, um, Trav, like, you know, what do you think? He, uh, it, obviously, you know, Irv Smith stock is rising up yeah. all, immensely at this point, but, um, with, with how things went with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen kind of trans- transitioning, is it going to be a lot better for Irv Smith? Are we really going to see Irv Smith get into that? Top-ish. I don't want to say top, just upper <laughs> getting higher tier of rankings for tight end position. Yeah, I mean, like he has a decent shot because tight end is pretty ugly. We all know that. It's it's well known across the community, but I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on it, to be honest with you, Tommy. Um, just a lot of things within the offense as far as the uh like the lower volume of passing. They like to run the ball. Um, Dalvin Cook gets a ton of runs in the red zone. So he uh he kind of takes a big piece of that pie. Um, and an interesting stat that I had a little while back about Irv is that 25% of his targets this year were red zone targets. Um, so 10 out of his 40 targets came within um within 20 yards of the end zone, which is pretty lucrative for fantasy. Obviously, the targets are gonna go up, but I don't necessarily think like he's going to keep any a bunch of efficiency on that because these other guys are just hogs. Um, and I don't really see him getting any higher than like fourth on the target or the target totem pole. Um, and in an offense like that, I just, uh, I'm not buying that he's like a locked in like top eight or anything like that. But if right. I, you know, 10 to 12 is reasonable, but it could just as easily be like 18 if you ask me. Yeah. So Bauer, are, are you kind of the same boat? Or are you a little bit higher or lower on her? I mean, you should have already bought Irv Smith at this point. You know what I yeah. mean? Looking ahead, you know, and I on listening to Unscripted today on the way home, and Paulie said, you know, that's how you do Dynasty. You should have already bought Irv Smith, and he's absolutely right. Paulie's mm-hmm. one of the most fantastic people out there. You guys all know him. Let's not go crazy over Irv Smith, okay? If you have Irv Smith and somebody wants to overpay, I'm going to let you go ahead and overpay because the fact yeah. of the matter is he was tight end 22 in full PPR scoring last year. You know, him and Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph finished the season with 334 yards and one touchdown, okay, where Irv Smith made his bread and butter, 365 yards and five touchdowns. Now, he's not going to get every single one of those targets. That's just not how it works. Right. If you stat him out for, I don't know, we'll just say 650 yards and five touchdowns, do you really want to overpay for that? What's that going to land you at? Tight end 12? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a tight end one, but a low tight end one. You're going to have a lot of boom and bust weeks. I'm sure you guys have all heard the rumors about Kirk Cousins possibly getting traded. So mm. that could be – I mean, that was a while ago. Who knows what's going to happen? So there could be an offense in flux too. You right. know I mean? And Kyle Rudolph did a lot of things for that offense blocking. So he allowed Irv Smith to get open. Irv Smith is going to have to do a lot of different things now. He might not always be out running routes. So like I said, if somebody wants to overpay, let him overpay. But if you could get him cheaply enough, which he can't, 
Yeah. Not right now. Wait till after the draft if you want to buy Irv Smith. Let this new group come in and let somebody fall in love with the tight end, then get Irv Smith. That's what I always tell people. The best time to buy rookies is when they're not a rookie anymore. Wait yeah. till they come in, you know, they're second year players or they're they're prime for their third year breakout. That's when you get these guys on your roster. Especially those tight end positions. You might as well just wait. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Drafting a rookie tight end unless you're really just gonna stash him on the taxi or something. Um, and, you know, unless it's obviously Kyle Pitts is you know, something like that's mm-hmm. a lot different story, but I, I would um, rather go get Bryson Hopkins right now, personally. Ooh, I like that one. I, I, I think yeah. Bryson Hopkins guy. And you know, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, they're not it, in my opinion. They could be no. gone after this year, and Hopkins is still there. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I would I'd probably rather go after Adam Troutman with uh with the Jared Cook news. And I think it's important to note Bryce for though. Irv. Like, yeah, a little bit pricier right now, but like, I don't think he's probably, he's probably not as pricey as Irv Smith. And I think you got to look at the Vikings and see that the last two years they've been top five in uh, two tight end sets run. So they're bringing somebody else in. And what if they bring in like a Gerald Everett? You know what I mean? I think Gerald Everett kind of profiles in a similar role to what Irv Smith could be, or if they don't bring in somebody who's necessarily a blocking tight end they're going to be asking Irv to block a little bit more which isn't really a strong suit because he's a little bit on the smaller end and obviously that means he's not out there catching targets right and all five of those touchdowns you mentioned Mike were in the red zone for Irv so I think he needs a lot of things to come together for that to come to fruition for him and Dalvin Cook Justin Jefferson those guys could be vulturing touchdowns from 30 yards out or more so you're exactly right he's not right it's not guaranteed it's not guaranteed Yeah, and and Trav, you really segued right into my <clears throat> the next guy on my list, um, who's Jerry Cook, who just got cut. Um, so you know, with with that vacancy, are are we um, banking on Trauma or that they're going to bring in someone else? Bauer, do you think they'll fill that role with someone else, bringing a veteran? Um, I'm just going to throw a name out there because I just saw a thing about him the other day. Was Delaney Walker still wants to play? Apparently, is all full healthy, maybe. I- you know what? I would be more inclined to see like a really, really late round rookie because their cap space is so bad, just so bad. Like yeah. maybe a Kenny Yaboa out of Old Miss. Yes. It was actually one, a like guy that. I want to talk about a little bit later, but they can't afford to bring anybody in. Um, Nate from our podcast, uh, Nate Christian, he was talking today in our group chat about how the Saints did this, they did that, they cut Jerry Cook, they cut uh, Josh Hill, they restructured Drew Brees, and they're still massively over the cap. So still, uh, the Saints are one of those teams that they need to save money badly, and um, it's it's not looking good, really. Mm-hmm. Like It's going to be Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Adam Troutman, and that's it. That's it. That is it. Well, I think with that, too, that's like them bringing in one of those rookies, like you said, Bauer, is only better for Troutman in getting that starting job. And I think, like... With Delaney Walker, like if like bringing in Delaney Walker is is good because I love Delaney Walker, but I think at that point you could have just tried to restructure Jared Cook or something or push some of that money back um, because I think if Delaney Walker comes back, like I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be asking for a ton of money, but I don't think if it's his last season he's going to be coming back for the veterans minimum, especially on the Saints whose quarterback positions in flux, right? Like I think Delaney might want to go right. for a title, so that's uh that's interesting. I hope I hope Delaney latches on somewhere though, Tommy. I. Uh, former Bay Area player. I know not for the Raiders, but for the Niners, Delaney Walker. Oh, Delaney was, was sick. Tight, it's prime. So oh. sick. I, I still have a couple shares. I, I still have a couple shares of Delaney. Though. Just, yeah, just nice. hanging out there. Just yeah. hanging out there just in case. I was like, oh, I think I cut one the other day uh, before I saw the news of him just at least 
being healthy and wanting to come back. Right. I was kind of kicking myself, but you never know, you know, and that's the beauty of dynasty. Sometimes if you have the roster space, uh, you, you, you know, can stash a player like that. And right now, at least on sleeper, you're, you're having to clear some of those rosters. And, and that's been kind of tough is making some of those cuts that, you know, you don't necessarily want to, but also are they really doing anything? It's just for that little glimmer of hope. They come back. Um, a couple of guys I've had, uh, you know, I brought Colin Kaepernick on all of my rosters last year, just to like, make a statement <laughs> make a statement of like i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but uh just had him on there and then he's probably getting cut now because there's no way he's coming back and and i was hanging on to marshawn lynch in a couple of places too just in case but um there's some talk of him wanting to come back but who knows if it's even worth it but um the next guy i wanted to bring up is uh is golden tate and and i had a pretty decent good tweet um you know because golden tate's gone and you know you would expect uh sterling shepherd to have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a bump hopefully uh, uh slain to have a little bit of bump too and you know you would assume the same for Ag- ingram if he didn't suck um so uh <laughs> with with golden tate out do you think they'll bring in a new rookie or try to sign someone else because you know you, unless you're steffy smalls i don't know anyone else that's that high on sterling shepherd um not me personally but um you know what do you think they should be doing there to, to bolster that wide receiver group anyone of you Go ahead, Trev. I think like I think they're definitely a, a good bet to add in the draft. Like I don't think they're going to be making a free agent splash unless they clear some cap. Because you look at the Giants' roster and it's not anything you're writing home about, but they do not have very much cap space either. So I think it's going to be tough for them to dip into the free agent market. Like I've heard a little bit about maybe Allen Robinson going there, and I don't think there's any chance of that. Like any chance of that happening. So um, can't afford it. I I think it's like a. a boost for Sterling Shepard, but just based on the fact that he's kind of going to have to be that depending on how high they draft a rookie. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I think. I just pulled up 2021 free agent wide receivers. Okay. So uh, Tyrell Williams signed with Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking down the list, there's a couple guys I see that I think they could afford and still produce. Tim Patrick is one, you know, he's, he's a guy that I like. Uh, AJ Green. I think too. Is he okay? Um, but it doesn't he's not getting that. a second round tender or anything, so they can no, go after him for yeah. sure. Um, AJ Green, no, Allen Robinson, they can't afford him. T.Y. Hilton, no, I believe Larry Fitzgerald retired. They just cut the aforementioned Golden Tate. You know, there, there's a couple guys on here, maybe like an Adam Humphreys. Uh, Marvin Jones would probably want to go to a contender. Maybe Brashad Perryman stays in the same stadium, just a different team. There, and then, oh boy, it gets really bad. Really it just quick. keeps getting bad. <laughs> it keeps getting worse and worse. Okay. Here, here's actually an interesting one. And I, this guy fell off once he got to the Raiders. Zay Jones. Oh, the yeah. Guys, he's got some talent. Mm-hmm. You know, he just needs. And another guy right here, he just wants to play. Des Bryant said he wants to play another two years. He's got to be affordable. We're talking about a veteran minimum guy. Yeah. He just wants mm-hmm. to play. And we saw last year. Not bad. He's, he doesn't have it like he used it, to yeah, as Cowboys right. it, but he can be a productive receiver right. still. So it, it's going to have to be a really, really uh, safe floor and a kind of a boom ceiling. Probably whoever they sign is a guy that if you're holding him as soon as they sign and somebody's interested, he's so, gone. Yeah. yeah gone so. because he's not going to be much for fantasy. But this, this is the great thing about fantasy and especially dynasty in particular when people want to overreact and overpay i let them do it nine times out of ten the other day somebody's really interested in someone i have the one five in a draft 
They offered me the one six and a twenty twenty two second. To move back one spot, absolutely. Take it. Yeah. it was a child, team I took over. It was a team right. I took over. The team was trash. I just need draft capital. However, oh, oh yeah, oh for that, so I, yeah, I'll move back one spot. I know I'm not going to be competitive. I'm not a playoff team this year either. So, yeah, it, it's it's looking bad for the Giants. I don't even know what Golden Tate's going to do. He's going to be a guy that's probably going to take a lesser contract somewhere too. We're going to see a lot of veterans get cut. It's going to yeah. be real interesting. So if you have a lot of vets on your team, if you get offers, you need to really strongly consider those offers, and you need to do it quick too because this year you are going to see a massive influx of youth with the way the cap is structured. Yep. And you got you, – it's you know what they say, man, shit or get off the pot. You're mm-hmm. going to be stuck cutting guys. What Sorry, like how to, I, I didn't know how if I was to. allowed to curse on here or not. Sorry, oh, I should ask. Fuck, first. Say, yeah, just earmuff. Okay. Earmu- okay. If you're at home and you're underage, earmuffs. Okay, shit, fuck. You can say whatever you want. Then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I love that you pulled up the uh, the wide receiver free agent list because that sounds fucking terrible. Um, and this is go down. So I guess it's a really good year, like you're saying, bring an influx of new talent. There's a ton of wide, rookie wide receivers that are going to be great. Add them to your dynasty uh, rosters and cut those old guys or trade them uh, while you can because you might not have that much time left, as Bauer was saying. I completely agree with that. And, yeah, Des Bryant, that's a real interesting one too because Des just reminds me of, like, Michael Irvin 2.0. Like, if Michael Irvin wanted to come play right now, yeah, throw him on a fucking team and he's going to, like, do something great and he's going to make it. He's going to catch he's a touchdown. Always, like, he's always so right sweaty. Now. Always. Well. <laughs> always so sweaty. Well, yeah. Actually, there, there's one on here that I'm kind of interested in, too, if they went to uh, the Giants that would interest me. One is Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, he is only 27, and there's actually three that I like. Chad You fit that role, too. Fit that, yeah. uh, that Golden Tate role. Chad Beebe is another one. And where was the third? Uh, Laquan Treadwell. These are guys oh. are all 26, 27 years old. They just want to play. They'll probably come a little bit cheaper. Treadwell's got that first round draft capital. I know it's from years and years ago. He's yeah. got to be wanting to prove something. He just needs well. a chance. Well, I'm just saying, like, these, okay. you know how it is. <laughs> the first round guys always get chance after chance. Always, after chance for sure. Absolutely. Every time because yep. they have that first round first capital. Round, yep. Yeah. Again, let the talking heads on Twitter get you more draft picks. That's the way I yeah. say it, man. And the thing I think with that too is that, like, that if they're going like that low in the barrel, then I don't know if that guy's necessarily going to leapfrog Shepard and Slayton in the target totem pole, right? Because, right. um, I don't think like Chad Beebe, like, it is a slot guy. And the thing with Golden Tate leaving is that him and Shepard kind of were there to do the same thing. So I think the guy that they add is going to really tell me, um, maybe which one of Slayton or Shepard I might want to invest in late in drafts, right? Because if they bring in another slot guy, we saw that it's not good for Shepard unless Golden Tate gets hurt. Um, Slayton's my favorite out of that group because he's got that deep speed. But if they were to bring in like a Brashad Perriman, I think that hurts hurts Slayton quite a bit because Brashad Uh Perriman is a good player, man. Um, He fits a role as like, you know, when you need him wide receiver three on your roster. Um, And Slayton, like we wanted that from him. We wanted him to be a locked in wide receiver three last year. Tommy, you and I talked about this quite a bit because we both liked him. He was Um, on my header. He was on my header all season. It just didn't happen. I know you recently changed that. Kicked his ass off of there. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) But yeah, and Paramount's a great example. A uh, good NFL player, bad fantasy player, and and good NFL players sometimes where the role is not solidified are definitely going to take targets away from from those other guys mm-hmm. that are there. And so, <clears throat> me 
still having hope for Slayton. Um, I looked it up today. Slayton has two years left on his contract, but the dead cap space uh, that he would leave after year four uh, in two years is way, way less than it would be from this year. So I definitely think it's kind of a prove it year for Slayton mm-hmm. in year three breakout, hopefully, uh, yeah. that he could make something happen. Um, who was the other guy you were mentioning to? It was not Brashad Perriman. Um Damn, I lost Dez, it. BB. Um, no, eh, let's move on. Um, Treadwell? Laquan Treadwell, that's what it was. <clears throat> I saw another thing on Twitter where it was showing, and I forgot it was Ryan McDowell. Someone was showing like DLF's uh, um, ADP for like the last like four, like four or five years, and Laquan Treadwell was like the 103 or 104 or something. You know, and so there's always yeah. those guys that are going to creep up to the top and everyone because of some analyst loves him on Twitter or his tape or his analytics or something just pops off and that's the guy and he gets that high draft uh, draft capital in the draft and then therefore pushes it up even more in the rookie draft and then they end up being Laquan Treadwell and, you know, you make my boy Trav Seal throw up on my fucking podcast because he's, he's <laughs> Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> What's up, D. Brown? Brown. Uh, and then Trent, Trent, uh, Trent B wants to ask a keeper question. So go ahead and throw that in the chat and Trent, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you mentioned Tyrell Williamson Lions. That was another one that was on my list. Um, you know, obviously being a Raider fan, we had a lot of hopes for Tyrell just didn't work out. Loved him when he was at uh, San Diego at the time. Um, cause it was a real good compliment to Keen Allen had a lot of potential to be a number one, a really good number one for the Raiders, but got hurt. Um, and then, uh, the biggest news I think for today, Big Ben is back for 2021. Got re-signed and it's back again. I mean, do you think uh, with him back, um, most likely also losing Juju if Juju's not fully gone yet? You know, Deontay Johnson, them figuring out what they're doing at running back. Um, now that they have their quarterback at least solidified for this year, um, how are you liking their outlooks uh, fantasy wise going forward with their fantasy relevant players? Uh, Bauer, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean it. It's hard to say. I want to see what they do at running back first. You know, they need something there. You, you know, hey, look, why, why can't it? Oh, James Conner. His story's great, but he's, he just doesn't have it, man. You know, he's always hurt. Yeah. And I get it. Being injury prone is not a thing, but well, then he's just not healthy prone, we'll call it. But, uh, you know, losing Juju, you know, it's going to take coverage. Yeah, cancer, man. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that. And look, you know, he, he went through all that, and that's fantastic, but. He can't stay on the field. You know what I mean? So in the NFL, you know, and again, (laughs) the story is fantastic and I'm glad that he's still able to be an NFL player. Seriously. Um, I would love to see him go to like Jacksonville. I think him and James Robinson would be a great compliment for each other because they kind of do different things and that'd be a really, really good tandem. He doesn't have to be an every down back. Yeah. That being said, I'm concerned about Juju leaving. He takes coverage away from Claypool and Deontay Johnson. So um, if you want to sell high on these guys, you know, if you don't have a good team, you have Claypool, you have Johnson, get rid of them. Uh, Big Ben, you should have probably already gotten out from them. I'm not off for of these guys. I'm just lower. The ADP is probably going to be a little more than I'm willing to pay right now. Yeah, I saw Big Ben in a couple areas that I'm like just hanging in there trying to like work a trade for another quarterback. And at least we get him for one more year. But um curious what they do in the draft too for both. Yeah, the running back and the quarterback positions. Uh, Trav, do you own any uh, Big Ben shares? Are you 
still hanging in there trying oh, to move I them? Probably got, you... I probably got one in one of these one of these one of, of leagues that I got. Um, especially in Superflex, right? Like I like to I like to stack quarterbacks in Superflex. If I don't get one of the top end guys, I'm gonna be stacking um the tier that we thought Ben was gonna be in last year, right? I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna stack some of those guys, right? And I think um I think we kind of knew and and like my co-host Ty is a diehard Steelers fan and um hearing him wax on the Steelers is like he 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 knows it all so he's definitely a better Steelers resource than I am but uh they're definitely up against the cap they're screwed in fact obviously Ben helps them a little bit but they've got Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt that they've got assigned to deals coming up pretty quick um so as far as the running back room we talked about this last night on the show actually that um if they want to go in the draft they might have to go with their first round pick because their second round pick is at the 55th spot and they have like four or five running back needy teams ahead of them including the yeah. Dolphins pick twice in that second round alone let alone all the other picks in the first round so I think they're going to have to go that route um so you know, if, if they go in the first round, that's huge, but I'm not so sure they're going to. And as far as Ben coming back, like I think Juju going will maybe help a little, eh, maybe a little bit because Chase Claypool might get a more diversified kind of role as opposed to that deep threat or, um, you know, running some of those um, sweeps and stuff that he's been running, which he's like a massive guy to be running those plays. It's pretty awesome to watch him do it. Um I think Ben kind of sucks for those guys, to be honest with you, because they had, um, I, I don't have the stats on me right now, but um, they had like the lowest average depth of target um, in the last couple of years or something. And they, they really need a kickstart to that offense. The thing with that though, is like, what's their other option at quarterback, right? So right. Um, Ben's kind of, Haskins. yeah, but I think he, he needs a little bit of time and maturity. Right. And I'm not necessarily yeah. sure he's going to learn that from Roethlisberger, but um, I think it like a, a year oh, with yeah. Mike Tomlin is probably good for him. Like a year under Mike Tomlin is probably the good part. So uh, you never know with Haskins, but I don't think he's the shot in the arm that they need. And they're just kind of going to roll with Ben for that one more just to try and, cause they have a defense that can be Super Bowl caliber. So yeah. Um, I think putting Dwayne Haskins at quarterback with that defense is kind of a detriment to the defense, really. Why is this the first time I've realized Dwayne Haskins and Big Ben are going to be at the strip club at the same time <laughs> and how much of a shit show that's going to be if it's <laughs> with those two? <laughs> yeah, Big Ben's going to have to Thanks. tell Dwayne Haskins to cut it out with the selfies that he's been taking because yes. Ben does not want any photo no, photo evidence of the strip club. Put the phone in the black box that what happens <laughs> here stays here. No evidence. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I saw today, so what uh, Steelers have what pick? Gosh, was it 23? I think, I think it's 20, 23 or 24, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, and, and someone was saying, I tweet so much, I forgot who said it, but someone was saying uh, possible Najee Harris there at 23, and I was pretty fucking stoked about that just because I have comped Najee to a faster, better uh, Le'Veon Bell, at least coming out of college, um, and you know, just kind of fitting right into that scheme right away would be phenomenal. Um We'll see. We'll see Got what happens. O-line work to do too on that. On a little bit. So, yeah. 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 So what's Ty going? Ty's lappies on your kid, eh? Is that a Canadian La thing? Lappy, lappies are on you. It's the lap dances. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad Ty's listening because I love watching him on your show. Trav, I told you this, but Ty, uh, Ty in that chair, whatever the hell he sits in, uh, just like looks like uh, 
you know, it just looks like he's like a Black Panther sitting there listening to, uh, and not Marvel Black Panther, like the 60s Black Panther, like uh, Huey do and just sitting there in his chair listening to you talk <laughs> with your, your guests. Uh, uh, Ty, man, it's been a long time, so I'm glad you're tuning in. Uh, so back to Trent's question that he had for his keeper league. Uh, only two, pick two, can't be the same position. Uh, Zeke, Diggs, uh, Josh Allen, Keenan, and Mixon. And he's leaning towards Zeke and Diggs. But with Dabble returning, makes me want to keep Allen and Diggs. One quarterback league, 18. Ooh, 18. Damn, you're stacked. And that's why you have all these guys here. Well, um, I don't think you can keep Allen and Oh, Josh Allen. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Josh Allen, that, yeah. That's a nice stack to have. I do like that. I like that stack a I lot. Would, I would keep Allen and Diggs, personally. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I would probably go, especially in a one-quarterback league, I would go with the studs at the top of the running back in the wide receiver position, personally. I think. So Zeke and I think, like, I think Zeke, especially with Dak back, which is what my assumption is, like, I think Zeke is definitely maybe not going to get back to the echelon he was at before, but maybe he finds a happy medium between 2020 and then years of past. So I think uh, I heard term say on Twitter by the dip for Zeke and, and like, I'm, I'm kind of coming around to that now. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm it really all, depends. It really depends. Cause your quarterback position is locked up if you have Josh Allen, but if you're confident you can get replacement level value at quarterback in the draft um, on top of being able to maybe get another stud running back in along with Zeke, I think that's where I'm going. Yeah, I just like uh, for for Dynasty too. I, I like that stack. You know, you're gonna have those guys together for like at least three to four yeah. years, and it's yeah. gonna be profitable. I mean, um, of course, no one's gonna be able to keep up the same high level production for a long time for the for those three or four years. But um, still, it, it's gonna be nice. Those two together are, are a hell of a nice pair, and one of my favorite stacks from last year. Yeah, of course, Zeke, uh, Dukes would do Zeke and Diggs, but I, I don't hate that either, though. You know, and I think it really does come uh, come down to to roster. And yeah, like you said, Trav, you know who you have at quarterback if you're already set um, with that second quarterback. You know, maybe it's someone that's pretty decent worth keeping as well, and then you get stacked somewhere else. So with that, let's take a break from what we're talking about and do a little mid roll ad read. For our favorite merchandising company, someone, when I guess someone, someone's that design, put out, do all the merch for the two-on-one fantasy sports, the Undroppables, True North Fantasy Football, and the Dynasty Rewind. And so, for Viridian Global, there is no off-season for style and comfort. Viridian is the place to shop for fantasy football. With over 600-plus fantasy football t-shirts, hats, and hoodies to choose from, you could find a design that fits you. Each piece of apparel has been tried and tested with great brands such as Champion, Next Level, and FlexFit. From Air Iuke to Zero Running Back and with over 25 fantasy brands as part of the, as part of the football collective, find your fit today. AveratingGlobal.com. Love it. Love those guys over there. Shout out to oh. Rating Global making some awesome swag. Yeah. They, I mean, if you follow my TikToks, I, I love those guys. Uh, yeah. Second Best. sponsor of the show. They make some great stuff. Go Averidian. Use promo code two on one when you order Averidian for a nice little discount there, too. So, with that, let's move on to rookies and let's close out this show with some rookie talk. So let's go with your favorite rookie at each position. Let's start with Bauer. Give me your favorite rookie quarterback. 
Sure. So, you know, the quarterback's kind of blah this year. It's not, but it is for yeah. Dynasty. So I'm going to zig when everybody else acts. I really like Mac Jones. Super accurate. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And I think he's really getting slept on because a lot of people are like, oh, he's got a dad bod. Ooh, what a- <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> exactly. So did Tom Brady. He's kind of a big deal. Um, look at what he did with less quote unquote offensive firepower than what Tua had. The team that Tua had last year was stacked, stacked. compared to this Alabama team, and it's still a fantastic team. Um, I like Mac Jones. I really think he's gonna go to a good spot. If he goes to the Patriots, I'm on board. If he goes like San Francisco, something like that, if he works with Shanny out there in San Fran, all on board, man. On board. So um Mac Jones fire him yeah. up i'm gonna to try to love grab it. him wherever i can love it trout my favorite quarterback in this draft is justin fields um not only because i am an ohio state buckeyes fan but i Ooh. i will honestly admit that uh that that may be a part of it um everybody talks about justin fields and his uh his prowess as a runner and rightfully so uh but i think he's actually uh maybe a better passer than he's getting credit for um, you see the accuracy in 2019, he had a 67% completion rate. 2020, he gets that over 70%, which is stellar for a quarterback coming into the league. Um, and then you look at efficiency, he had in 20 in the 2021 class, he had the highest touchdown rate last year at 11.8%. Uh, so 2019, he had 11.8%. That was actually second in the nation only to Tua, who had over 12, and just ahead of Joe Burrow this nice. past season. He had uh, he had the uh, the second highest percent at nine point eight percent as well. Sorry, fellas, but um, anyway, he throws touchdowns on a high percentage of his passes, and um, that means he kind of has a nose for the end zone and he's picking the right spots with that accuracy. Um, and then if you look at ball security, he did have 11, 11 fumbles in twenty nineteen. Uh, brought that down to three in twenty twenty, and he actually only had seven turnover worthy plays per PFF as well. So I think he's a stud. Um, at the two spot, everybody's talking about Zach Wilson coming to the Jets, but I really think that uh, Justin Fields can be just as good a fit in that Mike LaFleur kind of Shanahan style system that we're looking for. Mike, you just mentioned uh, Mac Jones going to Shanahan's system. I think like that would insulate him really nicely. And I, yeah. I am expecting that kind of system to be in New York with the Jets with Mike LaFleur taking over the OC role for Robert Sala. So, um, and, and then you add on that rushing, which is something that, um, it, all top 12 quarterbacks aside from the outliers that throw 40 plus touchdowns have to have the rushing. Um, yeah. So I just think, uh, I think he's got it as far as talent. And, um, I know I watched that QB one series that he was on, on Netflix. They profiled him as a high schooler. And I just think he's kind of got the makeup and he's been like, I don't want to say bred for this, but you know, he's been kind of groomed as one of these top prospects since before that. So I think that just kind of maybe prepares him for the stage of say like a New York. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily going to go there, but I think that would be a nice fit for the rebuild. Yeah. I heard his dad used to massage his hamstrings and his calves with evaporated milk when he was a child. And so he's just been grooming them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's deep analysis. Tom. You did your research, brother. Uh, if you haven't watched a little giants, uh, that's a throwback <laughs> to that one. But, uh, no, I, I, uh, Bauer actually took my pick, uh, of Mac Jones. So the undroppables, uh, uh, consensus is a little, is probably higher on Mac Jones than a lot of other people out there. Uh, I think we have him as quarterback three because I think you really can't deny, 
uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields around there at the one, two. Um, and I really want to like Zach Wilson. I, I talked to a lot of people that love Zach Wilson. Um, our friends over at the fancy football astronauts are, are really high on Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting up to like almost close to QB one, but, um, he, he just reminds me of uh, Baker Mayfield a little bit. I mean, not Baker Mayfield, a little bit more Johnny Manziel. Um, and I would maybe even wish he was like a little that. more Baker Mayfield and less Johnny Manziel. Um, but he's from BYU, so he probably doesn't party as much. Although we all know um, BYU does have some freaks. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, so let, let's go to the wide receiver position for our second one. Uh, Bauer, let's kick it to you. Your favorite wide receiver rookie prospect. I hope I'm not stealing anybody's again, but I love Tyler. Tylen Wallace is kind of my dude. Did I steal yours? Nope, you didn't, but I love Tylen too. I neither. Good, good. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Tylen Wallace. He did have the ACL tear last year, came back, played well. Uh, I think that people don't like senior wide receivers. You know, they no. say, well, if, if they're going to be so great, they would have came out after the junior year. Well, it just doesn't work that way for everybody. You right. know, and I hate when people knock somebody for staying in school and getting a degree. Like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? They're, they're making the most out of their education. And besides, we only really need these guys for one contract anyway, right? How many times have you drafted a guy in a dynasty league and you had him his entire career? Have you ever done that? Anybody? No, no. Really. you need one yeah. contract from somebody. So it doesn't matter if that contract starts at 22 or 23. Talon Wallace could do everything well, run short. He could run, go down the field. He could do contested catches. He's just, he's fantastic. He's going to get slept on. So his ADP, in my opinion, is yep. going to be fantastic. I'm going to snatch him everywhere too. I The one thing I hate about uh, Tylen Wallace is has nothing to do with Tylen Wallace. It has everything to do with uh, Oklahoma State's scheme. I, oh, I hate watching film on Tyler Wallace and, and I forget the quarterback scene, but watching him just Sanders, basically key in on one guy and hopefully that's Tyler Wallace, but a lot of times it's not, but he just, yeah. he doesn't go through progressions and he doesn't even look at, at Tyler Wallace if Tyler isn't the primary uh, target for that play. So I think his production could have been way higher. You know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know he was pretty good um, production-wise, but the production could have been even higher if the scheme was a little bit better and a little bit more dynamic and had a quarterback that would look to him as the second or third read in the progression. Uh, Trav, who's your favorite wide receiver? My favorite wide receiver is Diami Brown from North Carolina. Um okay. He he's a pure outside deep receiver and he is electric. So um, if you look at the stats back to back years of over a thousand yards uh, and a lot of people say, don't look at the surface level stats. And he had 20 touchdowns in those two seasons combined as well. Um, They say, don't look at the stats. But when I look at that, to me, that looks nice because this is a team that also has two stud running backs producing big in Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Um, And this offense last season in 2020, they averaged twice as many rush attempts as they did pass attempts or pass completions. They only averaged 20 completions per game last year, which is pretty low for college football. Um, And he still shined like pretty well. It wasn't like a 1600 yard season or anything like that. But in that offense with those running backs, I think that's fantastic. Um, You you know, you look at his piece of the pie and his market share of the team's targets um, and receptions went up every single year he was there. So it was improvement, right? 
And then I talk about him being the outside deep receiver. If you look at 2019, when we had a lot of stud wide receivers, like the wide receiver class that just, just had the rookie season is a ton of studs. Yep. Deami Brown had the third most deep targets and receptions and the second most yards and touchdowns on deep passes. So he is really good when they are throwing the ball downfield. I think that one is in the power five conference. Sorry. I just want to make sure not in the nation, but in the yeah. power five conferences. Um, but then this year in 2020, with those running backs producing more than they did before, he was top five in all those categories aside from touchdowns where he was still top 10 at eighth. So I just think uh, with that, for his size at 185, he had 21 contested catches this past year. So I like that when the guys who aren't the bulky prototypical alphas are going up for the ball, they're not scared to get mocked by a defender coming across the field. Like yeah. I like for those smaller guys, like Tyreek Hill has a lot of that in his game and he's probably smaller than Diami Brown. So uh, maybe not though, actually. Um, but yeah, I just think he could Tyreek's be like kind of a little guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like, I think he weighs more than he looks though, just because he's kind of like a, a stocky little guy. But I think for Diami Brown, if you put him in a role like Will Fuller's been, been used in Houston, um, hopefully he doesn't get hurt like Will Fuller did. And uh, I think he could have like that kind of upside. Yeah. I feel sorry for that quarterback though at North Carolina. I, I don't, I forget his name. Um, Howell, I think. So is he coming out? Do you guys know? I don't, I no. don't even and know. He he went back. He shouldn't. Well, and and <laughs> he should just hang it up because you're, you, you had Daz Newsome, Deami Brown, Javante Williams, Michael Carter. You, it's not going to get any better than that in your career. So just hang it up. Even if you're, I know you listen to this pod. Okay. So <laughs> up, you're done. Just graduate, get your, you know, get your degree and just move on. Cause it's, it's only downhill from here. It's not going to be any better. Like that team was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. You're, you know, you will watch film on one guy and you're just look at the next guy, you know, and exactly. Javante uh, has, has risen up to my RB two in this class. Cause that guy is legit. Uh, I, I like the way that he runs the ball. And yeah, both those, both those receivers are, are really good. And, um, I'm curious to see where all these guys are going to end up because we're doing a super flex uh, mock draft right now, then droppables versus yards per uh, fantasy uh, football. And, and, and it's real interesting. We're you know kind of going against each other. And so it's real interesting to see who you can get at certain positions. And even into like the, the middle of the third, you're, you're pretty hyped on a lot of these guys. If you've been paying attention to the rookies and yeah, not all these guys are going to pan out. But for some chance they did. I mean, this class is stacked with all sorts of talent across the board. Um, quarterback. I mean, and it's not super deep after that, like top five, top ten. But those first, you know, for for quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back, those first five to ten guys are phenomenal at each position. At each position. So uh, I'm real excited to see where these guys go. Um, my my favorite wide receiver, besides a lot of just the normal Jamar Chase stuff like that. Uh, Rondell Moore. One of my personal favorites is, and it's a super biased uh, personal favorite, is Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he, we went to the same high school. Um, I've been watching him at USC since he was there as a freshman and killing it as a freshman with JT Daniels and then Keaton Slovis. And so this guy has goods. I, I really hope he ends up in a good location, a good spot where he has an opportunity to play in the slot, even jump outsides a little bit because he's super versatile, makes great catches. And, and I just, you know, he's 6'1", 195, so he's not the biggest guy, but he's still at that right, you know, yeah. that nice, um, uh, you know, not necessarily BMI, because I don't know what his BMI is, but it's nice, you know, like height and weight to, like, make something yeah. happen in the NFL, you know, and get get some more bulk on him, you know, to, like, 205. If you can weigh in at 205, that'd be pretty solid. But mm -hmm. um, the guy's not super big, but 
you know, I think he has that frame to be a good player. Love, love St. Brown. Um, let's move on to, do we do running back? Not yet. Let's do running back. All right, Trav, why don't you hit us with the running backs? All righty. And before I start this one, I just want to give a massive shout out to the homegirl, Linda, um, because she has been pounding this table for a long time. And the hate for Chuba Hubbard has Chuba. gone too far, gentlemen. Chuba. It's gone too far. I'm tired of it. He's a fellow Canadian, first off, so don't disrespect my man. Um, and so, I mean, I do have that little bias, but I just think, like, of all these running backs, aside from, like, Najee, Etienne, and Javante, I think Chuba is the only other one that could be, like, a three-down guy for an NFL. Well, maybe not the only other one, but he's, like, the next in line for me to take on a three-down role. Um, I just... Uh, yeah, we've seen him put up elite numbers. He had over 2,000 rushing yards in 2019, one of only 21 running backs to do that since 2000. Um, and some of the names in that list of running backs is pretty murky, but two of the ones that stand out are LaDainian Tomlinson and Derrick Henry. Um, now, that's definitely lofty shoes for Chuba to fill, so I'm not going to put uh, put that stress on him or whatever. But I think if you look at 2020, everybody says it was such a down year, but from all the film that I've watched on 2020, his offensive line did not do him any favors. And no. then he had a nagging ankle injury, I believe, yes. for most of the season. And for a guy who has the burst and like the the agility that Chuba has, ankles, they'll fuck you. Yeah, right. Um, and then when you're running into two and three defenders at a time, I think that's pretty rough as well. So, but you also look at it and he's still breaking tackles, he's still making guys miss, and he still looks pretty shifty. Um and I think he's got pretty good size at six foot two ten. Um, only uh, twenty years old, Chuba. Like I think, like the sky's the limit for this guy. And absolutely. But let me put it this way: like I think, depending on landing spot, I could see Chuba going up to my running back two in the class. Oh, just because if he were to land in like an Atlanta with that outside zone scheme, if he were to land with the Jets in that scheme, um, depending on the landing spots for the other guys, because if they land in like linear linear move landing spots, I probably would still have Javante and Etienne over them. But uh, Chuba, man, he's my running back four right now, and he is going to be a great value in rookie drafts, I think. I thought I was high on Chuba, like, and I have him at like RB five. If you're saying yeah. RB two, I mean, yes, I think landing spots super important. Well, that's that's post draft right mean, now. I have you, him at you, four. You saw the clip of Chuba on the intro. That that that's dude is good. fast. And and has there any has there been any other uh, player in recent memory that has fallen off in play, people's minds? Uh, harder than Chuba has because of 2020's performance. Exactly. And it's like, did you not forget there was a pandemic and things changed and his coach was wearing like really inappropriate, like, you know, not it's you know, appropriate. It wasn't like a dick on it or anything, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, yeah. uh, and they had that issue and you know, that, that has to play in the dynamic a little bit. You have the ankle stuff. I mean, people always talk about he can't break tackles too. And yeah, he's getting hit low and he's has a hard time breaking low tackles but that's hard for anyone to break but he also they use him so much on the goal line and someone mm -hmm. someone that's used on the goal line is trusted on the goal line to get in the goal you know and get in the end zone and make penetration and 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 not fall down so i think that speaks almost more for me that speaks more to his game uh and ability to break tackles and ability to break through the line of scrimmage um and just you know how they used him so much at the line of scrimmage at the goal line uh so so bauer who who's your uh, favorite running back prospect. Um, I do want to say also to touch on what you said before, when I'm talking about guys that are like, I'm not talking about the big guys, like, yes. you know, the yeah, consent yeah, right. guys. Right. So I'm kind of going outside of that. You're, you're um, a personal um, favorite, like who you just like, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, 
also, I don't want to say what I think about Chuba Hubbard because Trav's not going to like it. Um, Bring it's it. not all bad, but you're going to have to listen to our show because we're talking about him next week. Beautiful. What I will say is if you follow me on Twitter, you will see on my banner, um, I'm a huge Kylan Hill fan. Um, I think he could be a prototypical three-down NFL back. I have him ranked at number three right now, but I have not scouted the entire running back class yet. So my rankings are going to be fluid until I've scouted the whole class. Um, that's just where I have them right now. Rankings are sure. not final. My wide receiver yeah. rankings are, though. Uh, they're somewhere on this desk. Um, anyway, I like Kylan Hill. Yes, thanks, Porkman. Mike Linhill, that's cute. Um, <laughs> he he could do everything really well. Came back this year, played for Mike Leach, showed that he can catch the ball much better than he had in the past. Runs with power between the tackles. Does not go down easily, unlike Juba Hubbard. <laughs> so I think if he, <laughs> if he goes to the right spot, and he's given an opportunity, he can be a three-down NFL back. Um, I would also take him over Travis Etienne as well. I hope he's not one of your guys, Tommy, but uh, Travis Etienne worries me with his lateral movement. He has a tendency to run to the back of his lineman. His vision is not great, and he catches the ball, but not overly well. So people think I hate Travis Etienne. I do not hate Travis Etienne. Full disclosure, (laughs) it's just his ADP is going to be too high for me. And that's that also factors into my rankings, my perceived ADP on players as well. So you know you have to consider those things when you rank these guys. Like are you willing to pay this for a guy who might produce here or do you want to pay here for a guy that could produce up here? So it it all has to be factored in. Yeah. So You hate a Canadian running back, and you also hate a running back named Travis. So, ipso facto, you pretty much hate me, don't you? <laughs> that that is, is a lot. Is brutal. Um, is and connecting those dots the show, for the rest of the show. If he wants to talk to me, he can talk to me through you. Thanks. I, I <laughs> it's a lie. It's a damn lie. Oh man, no. Uh, Etn, I, I'm probably higher on Etn than most. I I like Chuba. I see, um, I see that speed, and and you know, Trav's probably going to call me like a, a Raider Homer for loving speed as a prospect. But um, that's one thing you can't teach. You know, you can't teach speed. And I can't chirp homers, buddy. I can't chirp. <laughs> I can't chirp somebody for being a homer whatsoever. I mean, you're like the biggest birds homer there is, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just talk about ETN a little bit. Just uh, it, you can't be that successful at the highest level in college football and not be good. You know, like at least good enough to get a starting role in the NFL. And and <clears throat> and I know um, he has his limitations. He has his, his weaknesses that people have clearly pointed out uh, on Twitter because his stock is is definitely dropping. But um, the guys perform and, and he's put it on, he's put it on tape and he's put it on tape consistently. So, uh, I, I do really like, uh, ETM, but Javante is probably my, my newest, um, my newest crush uh, at the running back position. It just, okay. he, he didn't start high for me, but you know, as you're going through the process, I just starting to watch tape. Um, you know, uh, he, he just reminds me of like a, a Marshawn Lynch type, you know, someone that can kind of do it all, but is a little bit bigger dude. Um, as far as like being how he plays, you know, is a little bit of a bruiser. Uh, so I, I really like Javante. Uh, I hope he ends up at a place. I don't know, you know, like he. I think somewhere even like uh, kind of reminds me of like uh, if he could fit in at Green Bay with like Aaron Jones type. You know, he could do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's Javante. I, man, uh, he, he reminds me of old school football, like what I watched Javante play. Uh, so I really like him a Steelers, lot. Steelers, Steelers would be nice for him. Like Steelers, Steelers would be good say, too. 
Say yeah. Najee goes at the 18th pick to the Dolphins, the Steelers yeah. come up at 24, and they decide they're going to get that running back because they're not getting Javante at 55. Yeah. Um, hey, risk question, it for the biscuit. Question for you guys. Let's just say that we both have Harrison Williams as our consensus one-two. Okay, I, we might not, but let's just say for the sake of this, if Harris goes to the Dolphins and Williams goes to the Steelers, would we put Javante Williams over Najee Harris? Do we think that's a better landing spot? Are you, are you still going to keep Najee at one? Because I heard some people uh, that would flip on that. Right? Yeah, right. And I think it's because of the offensive line. They got a lot of work to do, and and that's not that's not a cheap position to fix. And they don't have a lot of cap money. And one stat that Ty threw out last week on the Steelers is that they haven't eclipsed fifteen hundred yards rushing over any of the last three seasons. And, uh, and I think wow. um, that was the, like the lowest in the league, the last three seasons or something like that. But I, I don't know the exact quote, but um, either way, they, uh, they got some work to do before they're a rushing powerhouse, like the days of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Uh, Najee, Najee's kind of like Jonathan Taylor last year for me. He's, he's locked in at one Oh one. He could land, Almost anywhere, <laughs> he'd still be the one one for me, unless you know, I don't know, it's going to like the Giants, or, you know, somewhere where like Saquon or CMC, and that would make no sense, yeah. you know. But it that would it would be have to be that extreme for me to like drop him in, at all in any rankings. I've been I've been locked in on Najee for a while, and um, I, I don't want to say it's take lock. It's just when you see something about a certain guy uh, again, like I saw with Jonathan Taylor last year, I was just like, that, that's it. Like I. I, I've mm-hmm. been watching tape uh, all all year throughout the college uh, season, so I don't necessarily need to go and watch tape again to know like I freaking love this guy. And and for me, for Chuba is a little bit of that too. Is like I, I watched him play, and so I I know how things went downhill. But watching him play in 2019, I was like sold. Like this guy, I can't wait for him to come out. This guy's great. And so yeah, shout out to the unicorn out there. If that's your real name, that's interesting to know. Nice to see you. <laughs> but, oh, uh, but I, she actually is one of the new members of the True North team. Yeah, um, yeah. been a great addition to the team. We love you. Um, and I told you that part of the deal was that you're not allowed to give out your first name publicly. We got to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have that aura, that mystique of the unicorn. The unicorn aura. Um, no, but for real, like she's she's been a fantastic addition to the team. She's right in there with all the boys who have been chopping it up for like a awesome. year plus. She's right in there just chopping it up. This is great. Yeah, expose, <laughs> expose on the two on one. Um, so I, I think you know with this next one, and, and we're getting close to where we want to start wrapping it up a little bit. But um, I, I think we've already kind of talked about rookies that we're higher on, and and mm-hmm. you know with our our favorites. So what about some well, on the flip side, someone that you're lower on, and and just kind of pick one one prospect, any position. I know we didn't go over tight ends, but it's like it's Kyle Pitts, right? And, yeah, and everybody else. And then whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, Steffi Smalls through Trey McKitty uh, on my pod last last week. And um, so that, I still got to watch tape, but that one's on my list to check out. So at least maybe there is some depth there. Um, but, you know, it's Kyle Pitts all day. And and then Brevin Jordan should be right there after him and Firemuth and whatever. But let's do uh, prospect that you're lower on him most. Bauer, you cannot say Chuba Hubbard and you cannot say T. Seal. You've already done that. Uh, so <laughs> who's, who's one that you're just – lower than consensus that you've uh, seen because you just don't like whatever it is all right so i had i had travis Etienne written down but if i can't say that what i will say is i'm a little bit lower on Jalen waddle than everybody else um i think he's going to be a good guy and 
my guys on the crew are going to hate hearing this. And he's <laughs> going to be a better NFL player than fantasy player. And these are yeah. things that you have to take into consideration. When a fantasy guy says this guy sucks, what he means is this guy sucks for fantasy. Fantasy. I think yeah. <laughs> Jalen Rager is a guy I think is going to be a better NFL wide receiver yeah. than fantasy wide receiver. That's Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Already yeah. was last year. Exactly. So um, I'm just a little bit lower on him than other people. I would take Tylen Wallace over him. You know, there's kind of a tear break there as well. What I will say tight end wise, just real quick, when I throw it out there, Kenny Yaboa, big athletic tight end from Ole Miss, was watching some film on him. Um, Porkman's giving me crap in the chat. I don't really care, Porkman. You're not on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, big athletic tight end. He's everything that Dawson Knox wishes he was. Yes. <laughs> Burn Will. Will's probably watching. Burn. Um <laughs> gotta get that shot in. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, do you mind if I add to that? Because uh Kenny no. was actually one of mine as well. Uh Mikey's got the film side down, and I actually have a couple of uh, couple of stats here on Kenny Yaboa. Um, of this class last season, only Pat Fryermuth had more targets and receptions than did Kenny Yaboa. Um, and he also almost matched what Brevin Jordan did on 20 less targets and 10 less receptions. He's an efficient guy who's going to get a lot of yards after the catch. He had nine yards after the catch per reception last season, and that was second into the in the class only to Brevin Jordan. So uh, definitely someone like I think he's um, his draft capital will dictate that he's probably a taxi squad stash for us. But um, tight end premium is getting more prevalent into the fantasy community. And um, those guys like I'm stacking a couple of young tight ends on my taxi squad um, just for the chance that these athletic guys can blow up. Um, and if you don't mind, Tommy, I'll move into the guy that I'm a little bit lower on, if that's cool, since I'm yapping so much. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you hate me, too. No, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I just think about my um, listeners, okay? And like the clock's ticking over there. The I know, I know, I know. Well, it's me no, on a pod, no, buddy. You had to I expect What do you expect? No, after, it's us three. Um, I knew it was going to happen. It's going to be quick. Just, no, I was trying to, I was just trying to delay the inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's not like a long one or anything, and it's not lower than consensus as far as a ranking. Um, but it's Kyle Pitts, and it's not like he's not the number one quarterback. It's just as far as the overall ranking, like when people are talking about him in like the top five of their yeah. one quarterback leagues, I'm not subscribing to that yet. Um, even in the real NFL draft, like I just put together my mock draft rankings on the, the fantasy pros expert platform. Haven't posted them yet. Cause I'm not done, but I had Kyle Pitts going outside of the top 10 to the chargers at, I think 12 or 13. Um, just because uh, like, I, that would be lovely. I know for real life. So that might make his fantasy uh, upside a little bit better. Um, but I think early career tight ends like everyone's acting like the guy's gonna go right. for like 800 yards and 10 touchdowns in his first season we might have to wait a couple years to see that and um depending on what position i'm at in my roster if i'm a win now team i'm going for a running back or a wide receiver 100 p um so i think um i'm just tempering expectations a little bit like i'm not i don't want to get killed for that take because i really like kyle pitts and i think he's going to be a great tight end but i just don't think it's a day one locked in thing right because this is like He's better than Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram had one of the best rookie tight end seasons of all time. And he only had about 700 yards and like six touchdowns or something like that. So right. let's just chill, man. Let's just chill. <laughs> Trav wants to pump the brakes on Kyle Pitts. I I, I get it, Trav. Um, you, you, you have to look at well, traditionally how it is for tight ends. And, and it is a slower maturing position traditionally. And I don't want to say it's the same amount of hype but 
Twitter was this hype on Noah Fant and Hawkinson coming out. They were almost as the same level of hypeness yeah. that they are about Kyle Pitts. They're, Kyle Pitts is going a little bit further because people are like, that's the wide receiver three, like screw tight ends. He's a wide receiver. He's amazing. First year, um, you know, lock him in dynasty, you know, top five tight end, top three tight end right now. Um, lost Bauer, but I'm sure he'll jump back in here. Uh, you <laughs> he did his and he's out. Fuck you, I'm out. Um, there it is. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. You know, uh, I think this is switched up. It's throwing me off now. Um, but yeah, it, it's I love Kyle Pitts. He's amazing. I haven't seen anyone like him play the position. Um, he he comps to me of uh, a Darren Waller now, like after mm-hmm. Darren Waller's gone through his whole progression to be this amazing tight end. Like that's closer to what he is now, but yeah. there's no one coming out of college that is like Kyle Pitts or, or was like Kyle Pitts. So I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I, <clears throat> for, for my guy that I'm lower on, I mean, uh, one, I want to take a shot at Chris Sims for putting out that was crap, <laughs> shitty fucking rankings. Was, Kellen um, Mond was at two. Kellen Mond. Talk are about you kidding me? Are on, you, and, I, and I'm currently reviewing Kellen Mond. He's on my list. So I'm, look, I'm literally watching tape right now and these fucking rankings come out. And they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Kellen Mond, God. he reminds me of uh, uh, I, I wish I was a Colin Kaepernick coming out of Reno, Nevada type player. You know, but Colin, but Colin was way faster than Kellen is. So it's a similar type of game. You I know, see what they, you're they, the way he throws the ball, his yes. throwing motion's a lot like Kaepernick's. I, I yes. thought the same thing. And his running, like when I watch him run, I'm just like, dude, that's Colin Kaepernick. Like, or he's trying to be like, it's he, he's just not as fat. Right. Yeah. He's not as fast. He's not as dynamic. Um, watching him in the pocket, he's not as comfortable. He wants to get out of the pocket too fast. He he doesn't move enough in the pocket to uh, miss some of these sacks. Like some of the sacks that he gets are totally his fault, not anyone else's. And and he just has a hard time. So I don't. I Chris Sims is clickbaiting the hell out of it because I don't understand how you have Kellen Mond up there. So I, I'm saying I'm lower on him, but only compared to Chris Sims. No one else has Kellen Mond above you know quarterback five. Um, and then I guess if who I'm lower on than others, I guess would be Zach Wilson. I'm I just, I'm not sold yet. I, I like I said earlier, uh, I really get these Johnny Manziel vibes um, and, and not, I mean, Johnny, you know, was great in college. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how well that really is going to translate uh, to the NFL. Yeah. You know, Baker's had his own struggles and I thought he was real similar, but um, I, I think currently I have Wilson as my QB five. Um, because I am a lot higher on Mac Jones and a lot of other people too. So that's one guy I'm not really feeling as much. Um, but I like all the all the people you guys mentioned. I mean, I think those are all great takes, all valid points um, about some of these rookies. And, you know, throughout this offseason, at least for the two-on-one, we're going to continue to evaluate rookies, evaluate each position, going to continue to have some awesome guests on to talk about these rookies with me on the two-on-one Fantasy Sports Podcast. And before we get out of here, Let's do a tradition on the two-on-one and drop some free nuggets for our listeners. So, Bauer, why don't you go ahead with that free first free nugget? Nuggets. Dude, I miss my soundboard, nugget. man. I know. I, I remember that one. Yard. Yeah, when you had it was like so that good. robotic female voice. Yeah, I'll have to like put it in in post or something. But free nuggets. So, uh, free nuggets. Number one, don't st- don't ever scout the helmet. 
A lot of people knock Justin Fields because he knows he's an Ohio State quarterback. He's a lot better than what they've been putting out lately. Uh, And number two, do not buy into Twitter narratives. I'm a narrative buster. Do your own research. Do your own scouting. Listen to people that you trust. Don't trust the people that are constantly flipping and flopping to go with the flow. Yep. That's what I got for you. You got to do your own thing. Free nuggets. Do mm-hmm. your own research. Mm-hmm. E- even if you're starting off someone else's ranking, still create your own. Totally. Do what's best for you. Sure. Watch the tape. Do the analytics. Check it out. Love that. Trav, free nuggets? Yeah, I love that too, Bauer, because I think that's what you know the three of us on our shows kind of try to do is we try to provide information to the people for them to form their own opinions and be kind of empowered to give their own analysis. Right. And obviously we'll give advice and our takes and our opinions and things like that. But I think that's, um, that's definitely a big goal Bauer. So I like that one. I'm going to pivot a little bit. I had some player stuff, but I'm going to pivot to kind of the flavor that Bauer had. One of them in dynasty trades is don't trade just to trade. Um, that's one that my co-host Ty talked to me about a lot. You see it in drafts a lot where people are trading back and up just to trade, just to move picks. They're moving like 22nd picks, 22nd round picks up to the 21st to, move back in the 28th and stuff like that. Don't, don't do that. Like, like trust in yourself. You know, you can get some of these guys don't give up capital. If if you're doing that, you better be moving back. You do not do that to move up. And then especially in the off season in dynasty leagues, I find like people just get kind of bored. And, and obviously the goal of dynasty is that it's year round, but don't make trades just to make trades. Look at long-term look at roster construction, look at um, along with the roster construction, the age of the players on your roster. So that is a big thing for me. A big, big, big thing for me is don't trade just to trade. Um, And that is your free nugget. Free nuggets. Free nuggets. Yeah, that's, man, that's taking me back, man. I love those. I love both those free nuggets. Those are great. It's great for uh, dynasty players out there. Um, Yeah. and, And my free nugget for today is, Free nuggets. Strike while the iron is hot. There's going to be a lot of things happening every single day for the next two, three months up until the draft. And, and you know, some of those uh, rookie picks, uh, and I think I, maybe I did tweet this out, but some of those rookie picks, especially those first, um, and, and it also might have been Jack saying this too, Jack Falcone uh, at Dino Game Theory, uh, but those, those rookie picks are going to appreciate in value as we move forward. You know, it, it's like AMC stock a couple months ago, you know, and so you just want to keep riding that uh, wave until it gets higher and higher, higher and then hold that draft pick for draft day. And, 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 you know, when, when you're on the clock, even, and someone wants that pick, that's when it be, it's the highest, when they see their guy that's there and they want that guy and it's still available, that's a great time to capitalize, but that's on, on rookie picks. And that, and that goes back to taking advantage of, of, of the value that you have in certain players, because right now it could change from day to day. Um, but those with, with people getting cut, with people getting traded, uh, and then with new, you know, new talent coming on the team. So, um, yeah, all, all all great advice, all great free nuggets. Free nuggets. Loved having both of you guys on here. Thank you so much for joining me on the two-on-one fantasy sports podcast. And uh, why don't we just go around the horn one more time on where they can find you, where they can find your work, uh, what we should be looking for. So let me start with Trav. Yeah, so uh, you could find my work on the True North Fantasy Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe to the TNFF Network on YouTube. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at TCL14. I'm usually bumming around there, shooting the shit with some people. So you can find me out there. But truenorthffb.com for the team's work. Love the team and what they're doing. And anybody uh, who's watching this, um, make sure you're subscribed to the Undroppables and all of their work because these guys are like 
just like next level people and next level content. Um, the depth of thought amongst that entire crew is incredible. And I, um, Tommy talked about me, me coming on his pod as the first guest spot. And like, I have learned so much from all of these guys so, so, so much. And I feel like I can go to them and bounce ideas off and stuff. So I appreciate you and the entire Undroppables crew, as well as go check out the Dynasty Rewind Patreon because Mike is one of my best buddies and they're doing some really good shit over there. Well, I appreciate that, Trev. I guess we'll just, uh, we'll segue that right into me. I second that. Definitely check out all the Undroppables crew. They're all fantastic guys and the True North crew. Um, Really, like between the three of us here, you don't need to listen to any other podcasts. Nope. You know what I mean? Like you got it all covered. So nothing else. Um, you could find me at my new Twitter handle at Rewind CEO. Not a ton of fantasy content, mostly just trolling people. Follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. We do have a YouTube channel as well. We are uploading new mock drafts every Monday. Um, I usually don't take part in those. The guys handle that and they do a fantastic job. Also, they like to start them when I'm not even home from work yet. So it's a little hard for me to get on that. But we do have a Patreon. Um, I try not to pump that too much on other people's podcasts. So I'll just say it real quick. Eight bucks a month, you get written content, a bonus podcast. Uh, we did the guys did one; they didn't have any shirts on. They were all drunk after the shot. <laughs> nice. so, um, that was a part of that bonus bonus content. There, it is all good stuff. Um, our DMs are always open. You have any questions? You can hit up any one of us, and if we don't know, we got a whole crew that we're gonna we're gonna reach out. We're gonna help you out. Hell yeah, love that. Yes, and so if you're listening to this pod live on the YouTube replay, on your listening ears, while you're doing your commute as a podcast, make sure you are subscribing to the True North Fantasy Football, TNFF, and Dynasty Rewind, two of my favorite, two of the best podcasts out there, as well as the Undroppables and the two-on-one, and just whatever app you listen to your podcast on, just type in the Undroppables on the search bar, and you will find all four of our amazing podcasts with another one that we're adding and probably a couple more throughout the season, the off season. Um, but yeah, give us a re- rating review, rate review these guys, five stars all around. Cause they're five star people. And thank you for joining me. Both of you guys today, listeners. Thank you for coming by, stopping by the two on one until next time. Peace. If you do this for me, you will be a made man. Are you working? Yeah, I'm working. My team is the raw, she looks flawless, the synopsis as we go into the top. And really, there is no other option. Opposition start tripping, I laugh, they even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows, I lock in low, blow minds explode, no crimes patrol. Just fighting codes, get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold, rolling OGs get blown. Guarding grow, bringing the heat like the streets is stone. Resurrecting real tracks just to kill this beat that's old. Unleashing beast. Saying season royal seas get so bringing so much hot fire that I breathe out smoke. Believe in achieving, succeeding over demons. Trying to test me, give me a reason to take away air you breathe in. Punch like punching your teeth in. Confident, never conceded. I clock in that race of cheaters, dashing and dodging policemen. Leaking ether out the speakers like a faucet and taking flights to the cosmics. I'm breaking up all this bread, so I'm well fed in all my pockets. Instead of killing your conscience, we spreading important words like messages from ancient prophets. Stop it, hold up and get a tighter grip of this. Still spitting lyrics sicker than sip. No physicists can stop the sickness from destroying phonies into increments I'm on a higher stage, lighting up like a fireplace Headed for the moon, it feels like my entire mind's erased Pushing heavy place, weakling still on that minor weight Sniper rifle flowing, murky chunks from many miles away Yeah